Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in Isaiah 9, but before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, as we come before you, seeking out your insights, your wisdom, and your guidance, I just pray, Father, for you to speak to us. I pray, Father, for you, you to talk to us, that you, Holy Spirit, would open our hearts and our minds, and that we would gain your understanding, that it would be everything from you, nothing from me, and that it would be strictly from you that we hear. Open our hearts to your message. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So before we jump in um, to chapter 9, I want to go and start back actually at chapter uh, 8, but verse 19, and go from there forward. I like to call um, chapter 9 the Linus scripture because it is the quote from the Christmas story that the Charlie Brown's peanuts go through and Linus talks about, um, he basically quotes Isaiah. So let's go ahead and jump on into verse 19, chapter eight. When someone tells you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Consult God's instruction and the testimony of warning. If anyone does not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. Distressed and hungry, they will roam through the land. When they are famished, they will become enraged and looking upward will curse their king and their God. Then they will look toward the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom, and they will be thrust into utter darkness. Chapter 9, verse 1. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. So this this analogy between darkness, light, and freedom right, is amazing, and it's what happens in the world. When Jesus comes in, we go from darkness that's pitch black. We don't really know God. We don't see him and we don't even have the light. And that's the constant description to all of a sudden there's a, not just a pinprick of light, which I know when I've been in a dark place and suddenly there's some light, even if it's just a little bit, it joy comes in, relief comes to me, but now it's the light of the world. Verse 5, every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, 
to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatest of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The Lord has sent a message against Jacob. It will fall on Israel, and the people will know it. Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria, who say with pride and arrogance of heart, The bricks have fallen down, but we will rebuild with dressed stone. The fig trees have been felled, but we will replace them with cedars. But the Lord has strengthened Rezin's foes against them and has spurred their enemies on. Arameans from the east and the Philistines from the west have devoured Israel with open mouth. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised, but the people have not returned to him who struck them, nor have they sought the Lord Almighty. For the Lord will cut off from Israel both head and tail, both palm branch and reed in a single day. The elders and dignitaries are the head. The prophets who teach lies are the tail. Those who guide this, this people mislead them. Those who are guided are led astray. Therefore, the Lord will take no pleasure in the young men, nor will he pity the fatherless and widows. For everyone is un- ungodly and wicked, for every mouth speaks folly. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away, his hand is still upraised. Surely wickedness burns like a fire, it consumes briars and thorns, it sets the forest thickets ablaze, so that it rolls upward in a column of smoke. By the wrath of the, wrath of the Lord Almighty and the land The land will be scorched, and the people will be fuel for the fire. They will not be spared, and they will not spare one another. On the right they will devour, but still be hungry. On the left they will eat, but not be satisfied. (coughs) Each will feed on the flesh of their own offspring. Manasseh will feed on Ephraim, and Ephraim on Manasseh. Together they will turn against Judah. Yet for all this his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. So you think about this, and you think about all that's being said, but we go back to verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is is given. So let's look at what A.W. Tozer has to say about Isaiah 9, verse 6. His name shall be called Wonderful, and only he can engage and excite the wonder of angels and seraphim and cherubim, and archangels, all beings, and creatures. Only he is wonderful, and he came to us to reconcile us unto himself. How beautiful, how wonderful. There is a song that says, Take all my mortal interests and let them die, and give me only God. If you want to pray strategically, in a way which would please God, Pray that God might raise up men who would see the beauty of the Lord our God and would begin to preach it and hold it out to people. Instead of offering peace of mind, deliverance from cigarettes or alcohol, a better job and a nicer cottage. 
You see, God does deliver men from cigarettes. He does help businessmen. He does answer prayer, but they are only incidentals. They're the kindergarten stage of religion. Why can't we go on beyond it and say with the psalmist from Zion, perfect in beauty, God shines forth. And look on the hilltop and see the city of our God, the new Jerusalem. God, the wonder of the universe, is shining out out of it. What good is all our busy religion if God isn't in it? What good is it if we've lost majesty and reverence, worship, and awareness of the divine? What good is it if we've lost the sense of the presence and the ability to retreat within our own hearts and meet God in the garden? If we've lost that, why build another church? Why make more converts to an effete Christianity? Why bring people to follow after a savior so far off that he doesn't own them? You see, Tozer has a true appreciation for God, his majesty. And sometimes I feel like I don't. I know I've shared that before. But when I think about the darkness that I've been in, and then when I've seen that light, and that's not just in a dark room or a dark place or in the forest late at night, it's in my soul when I've been lost. I can think about when Jesus was born in that manger and how all the angels and the seraphim and everybody else worshiped and praised God and sang. The multitudes of heaven opened up and the shepherds saw the amazing sight. I think about when I'm lost and then I get found. The joy, the amazing element of that. The release, the relief, and the happiness. That's what it's like when we experience Jesus for the first time, the second time, the fifth time, the thousandth time. For me, when I've sinned and I've intentionally hardened my heart, and then I come back, and he accepts me, and he loves me. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I'm sorry. Help me not to do that again. That's ultimately the end of the story. That's the you know, the end of the day, what's most important. So with that, let's go back to God in prayer. <clears throat> Lord, I just lift up this, this reading. I lift up this time to you. I pray for you to be the one that I focus on, that your word would be what's heard, nothing from me, everything from you. If this, If you would continue to open up hearts and minds, mine especially, to your word. I would be so happy and appreciative. Lord, guide this time. Guide this reading. May it go out and be fruitful. May it be all from you and nothing from me. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.